files of dr ron b smith jr it's front sight <laughs> welcome 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 all right i think we're are we are we live now i we're, keep we're asking finally that. live okay we're finally that. live that's good that's good <laughs> that's sort of behind the scenes um uh pre-production during production getting ready for production joke anyway um as i said earlier and we weren't recording <laughs> um <laughs> um there's a lot of work that goes into this, and from the sounds that you hear to the timing to just everything, the script, the tile graphics, and so uh, we often call out Jacob as our producer. He is in the house, and yes, yes. Uh, yeah. he thankful for him. He's the guy right now pushing all the colored buttons, and he's the guy that afterwards will can push more buttons um, yep. and make this happen. It takes a team of Sydney. It takes a team of Raya. It takes a team of Leah. Just so many people. Like, I had no idea. Um, but Rodney, Rodney is uh, sort of our executive producer. He's the guy that sends out, creates, finds the sounds, spends 14.39 thousand hours looking for one sound bite that equals 32 seconds. Um, so, wow, you do the math on that, right? The return on investment. Um, but, See you next Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> right i'll be listening to sounds um but yeah very very thankful for that and so yo man we all, we've already had a good time uh, sitting here today getting ready just to do this so we're glad you guys are listening um once again what is front sight man front sight is just helping you guys dial in we're trying to dial in men that are faithful men that are focused men that are fearless what we hope and pray to give you is real life conversation like we want you to hear from just regular dudes, um, regular dads, regular men uh, to offer life-changing adjustments. Now, if you haven't picked up on that, that's sort of a play on word. Um, when you're doping your scope, you're making adjustments. And so we want you to be able to adjust to make minor or major adjustments. And all the while, we want to give you take-home advice. Mm. All right, so if you're in your truck, if you're hammering away, um, if you're under a countertop fixing a broken pipe, uh, if you're sitting at a desk and you're typing out some deals, if you're closing out some phone calls for the day, wherever you find yourself in your occupation, take this home. Or like if that. you're at home, keep it home. Oh, <laughs> that's Thank you for that. <laughs> right, spot on. If you're at home, keep it at home. Right. Okay, so that's actually a good point. We just went through a recent Stepping Stones class, and a guy's been working from home, and he was absolutely hilarious in his take on it. He's like, man, I'm gaining like 100 pounds. He's like, snacks are like 30 minutes, I mean, 30, 30 seconds away from me. He's like, mm -hmm. and my kids come home from school. My wife comes home from work, and they're like, cool, Dad, let's watch TV. He's like, no, I want to get out of the house. So uh, spot on, Rodney. If you're at home, right, keep it at home, but actually implement it at home. Mm -hmm. I right, So here's what uh, we're going to talk about today episode um is how to talk talk to your kids why why is it so hard to talk to our kids and i'll confess it is hard there are times um when you want to talk to your kiddos three girls um i haven't mastered the art of communication but i've certainly learned a lot about communication 
Um, and so let, let's talk about that, how to talk uh, to your kids. Now, as a reference, if you want to, please go back um, to a sermon in the series Life Explained, and it was preached on October 23rd, and it was it was almost this title, but it was How to Have Conversation with Your Kids. Now, this material in the sermon and the material in the episode are two different, but they complement each other, and that's by design. Um, so go back and listen um, to that message uh, dated October 23rd, How to Have Conversations with Your Kids, in the series Life Explained. All right, so here's what I've learned. Um, talking to your kids can be difficult depending upon um, the subject. For instance, I've known a lot of single dads who have only daughters, and they're like, when it comes to certain talks that they should be having with their mom, but their mom's not there, like, how do I do that? Right? I mean, I get that. Even if it's a dad talking to his daughters and the mom, the wife is in the room um, on certain issues, sexuality, maturity, uh, um, puberty issues, right, that, that are happening, emotions, anxiety. Okay, so let's just admit it. There are going to be times that conversations are difficult. There are going to be times that you're not looking forward to them. There may be times when conversations just go wrong. Like, I didn't mean to say that. It came out the wrong way. You received it um, the wrong way. How to backtrack um, out of that. But conversations are so critical. So let me just start by saying this. If you want to know how to have conversations with your kids, practice on your spouse. Mm. I'm just telling you first and foremost what I've learned. Okay, so I was just sort of rough around the edges. Okay, here, 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 please listen to what I'm about to say. I'm I'm not saying I'm a good preacher. Okay, that's not what I'm about to say. But what makes a good preacher is he can be very forthright and just tell the truth. So I have discovered that what mm. makes a good preacher sometimes doesn't come across as a good dad. Mm. Like I'll go into the house and I'm mm. not I'm not coming in guns a blazing. I'm not coming in like, listen up, kids, I'm the terminator. I don't come in like that. But often, yeah, but often how I say it, I've learned, and I see it in my girl's eyes, they're like, whoa, like dad just lobbed a grenade. Mm. And I had no idea I lobbed a grenade. So my point is this, what I've learned to do is I'll go to Raina, and I'll say, if I'm going to have a conversation and I need to say these things, how should I say them? And I'll literally, I'll practice on Raina, okay? Now, the other part of practicing with your spouse is learn this, oftentimes, how you communicate with your spouse, love, forgiveness, mercy, laugh, joking, like all of that is one of the best ways you teach your kids how to communicate. Mm. Like they're observing how you and your wife handle life. Yeah. Okay. So please know that. Um, you know, Jacob is here. Uh, Benjamin is uh, how old now? Three it's months. Three months. Oh my gosh, how'd that happen? Yeah. You better be planning for a car now. <laughs> gosh, it's going to happen fast. I'm I'm shocked you didn't say something like ninety three point four days, well, right? Yeah, oh, he almost did. What? It's exactly three months. So that's why I said three months. Is it really? Yeah. Oh God, today's the eighteenth. Yeah. Oh man, I'm failing already in my grandpa duties. <laughs> right. Okay. So believe it or not, um, well, let me ask you, Jacob. How easy is it to talk to Benjamin? Oh, I mean, right now it's it's pretty easy. Right now, believe this or not, there are a lot of dads that have babies that 
um, they actually asked me, like, how do I talk to my baby? Yeah. Like, my son's two months old. My son's four months old. How do I talk? Um, so a lot of them don't even know how to do that. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade on them or saying that's a bad thing. They're not They're not making a statement like, I don't know how. They're, they're asking a question like, how do I? Yeah. So they want to know. Um, so even as early as 93.5 days um, into birth, if you will, um, we struggle with knowing how to communicate uh, with our kiddos. So l- let's just deal with this off the bat. There are going to be hard conversations. There are going to be stubborn personalities. Like, in essence, I'm sort of speaking generalities here on communication, but you have to contextualize this to your environment. Um, you may have some um, you may have some strong-willed children. You may have some introverted children. Uh, maybe your own spouse struggles with communication, and maybe you're the one carrying that communication. Literally, I'm just telling you, it's amazing how this happens. Almost every podcast, this has happened. Literally had a dad text me this morning, and he didn't start out this way, but he was like, here's what's happening in my job. Things are changing. Be praying. And I was like, awesome. All right, I'm praying for that. And I was like, so how does that work? And then all of a sudden, he just throws this in, and he goes, So I was that guy in this situation that you were talking about on Sunday. Mm. And I won't go into specifics on that, but um, it's sort of related to this. And sometimes you may feel like you're the only communicator. It's Mm. not always the wife that knows how to communicate. There are plenty of moms. There are plenty of wives that don't know how to communicate with their kids on certain issues. But dads, all right, dads, you need to understand this. Dads, you're the ones called to communicate. Joshua chapter 4, when the time comes, listen, when their children ask their fathers. Mm. So they're going to come to you for questions. You know, interesting side note, I'm studying this right now. Um, when, when you talk about homeschoolers, homeschoolers' banner book is the New England Primer, which came out in, what, like 1642 or something like that. That's when education sort of became formalized, meaning you now sent your children away to be tutelaged. Is that the right word? Tutored. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I like tutelaged better. It's got by, a ring, ring by, to it. It does. By somebody else. If you'll go back and study education in the home, the Jewish home has never given away the education of their children to somebody else. Mm-hmm. In our society, which the New England Primer, you know, Plymouth Rock, 1640s, whatever the year that was, I failed history. Um, when we started giving away the education of our children to somebody else is when we began to notice significant decline in family communication. Wow. Right? So you were charged twice in Scripture, Proverbs and Deuteronomy, to train, teach, um, and have communication with your kids. So once again, I'm, I'm speaking on generalities. We can go into more depth on specifics. For instance, if you're just now learning these tips and you're like, I have a 13-year-old and they're already exhibiting certain traits of either not receiving or not welcoming or shutting down, how do I do that? We can work on that. It may not be in this podcast, but we can work on that. So what I want to do is everybody and their brother um, out there does this, and and I guess I'm like, I'm the same, but it's genius. I want to show you how to listen and I want to show you how to speak. And I want to use an acrostic, L-I-S-T-E-N, and speak, S-P-E-A-K, right? And so 
how do we talk to our kids? And Ronnie, Jacob, you guys jump in, and and obviously Jacob, jump in what you're learning from Benjamin, even from what you learned from your um, time as a kiddo, what was valuable to you in communication. Mm-hmm. Rodney, same, like with your mom and dad, things that you recall. When I when I jump into these points, you guys jump in and say that, and then Rodney, um, of course, with the age and stage of your kids, man, you are like you you are like the prime target. Deep in it, you're deep in it. I mean, but you're you're at, every one of your kiddos right now is at the prime age to be practicing every bit of this. Yeah. So, um, this this is awesome. Okay. So let let's let's jump into this. How do you have a conversation with your kids? Amazingly, we start with the word listen. Mm. I it now I'll be honest. That took me a long time to learn that. All right. The average guy is a problem solver, mm-hmm. and we have a remedy, a solution. Uh, for um, everything. So what we have to learn is that most of our communication is more successful the more we we learn, we listen. Mm-hmm. Actually, the Bible, God warns us over and over and again, over and over in the Bible again about talking too much. Mm-hmm. If you study that, there's at least 10 to 12 verses in the books of Proverbs that talk about the problem of talking too much. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite verses Proverbs 2019, don't associate with a person whose mouth is always open. Now think about that. Have you ever just been around that and, person? And he's not talking about mouth breathers. No, not, not talking about mouth. But have you been around those folks that, like, as soon as you're like, I wonder if, and before you can ever finish the statement, they just start filling in the blanks. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I really wasn't asking that. Or you're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't want a whole dictionary of of information. I just want a general conversation. Okay. What he's talking about, people that are hasty, um, people that... one-uppers. One-uppers. Got to have the last word, more information, be noticed, whatever the reason. But the simple point there is, is they didn't take time to listen first before they opened their mouth. Mm. Now, as parents, how to talk to your kids, believe it or not, the best conversation you can have is when you listen more than you speak. That is so valuable. So let's use the acrostic and just work through this really quick. How to listen. Now watch. You got to listen. Play on words. You got to listen to this. Mm -hmm. Listen to the words that I've chosen, okay? For the letter L, now guys, you got to look at them with love. Notice what I said. You have to look at them with, with love. Believe it or not, kids after a while get really smart um, on how you come at them with with conversations. So, like in our house, if we hear um, is if we hear Raina say, "Oh, I done forgot the phrase now," but if she's like, "Oh, so I'm like, okay, guys," then everybody knows Raina's about to roll out. Like, let's go do this. Let's go have fun. Like, there's certain cues that come out when we hear Raina say that. We know we're about to go on an adventure. Yeah. Like, get the blankets out. Here we go. Let's load up. I know you're sitting on the couch, but let's go. So kids can already read cues on your face in certain words. And so before you ever have a conversation with them, they need to know that you love them. And believe it or not, that starts before you ever say those three words. Mm. And so one of the best ways you can have a conversation with your kids is look at them with love. Listen to Mark 10. Jesus felt genuine love for the man as he looked straight at him. Like we can communicate a lot with our eyes. Like, right? You, you we can have conversation with our eyes before we ever say words. 
parent, like like the well, what now? Look, you can give somebody or a child if you're in the middle of a. Yes, exactly. What Great example. Is it? What? Right. Like even just you doing that, which you guys can't see on podcast. Even doing that, like his face matched his words. Like he could, he should, he didn't even have to say the words, Rodney. He could have just, you know, given me the facial expression, and I would have known, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you know that. Like we've all had the. I'm sure our moms growing up, our moms could give us a look from across the room, and you were like, oh man, yeah. Or my dad could, and I was like, oh shoot, I'm in trouble. <laughs> so we know this, but before you ever have a conversation with them, guys, I'm telling you, you have to look at them. Don't look at them as a problem to solve. Mm. Don't look at them as a problem to be fixed. Don't look at them as a problem in general. Look at them with with love and compassion. Remember, your kids are born at the bottom of the ocean of emotion, Mm. but they're also born at the bottom of the ocean of communication. Mm. So they're learning, and it's your job to guide them, which means you may have to grow Mm. in communication. Here's the the letter I. You got to invest as much time as needed. All right, let me confess. That's my weak spot. That is my weakest. Raina, by far, my wife can come in dead dog, drop dead tired. I don't know how she does it, I'll be honest. She can come in so tired and and, and have had so many conversations during the day with people in ministry, and she can just see it, my girls. And she'll sit down for two to three hours, and I'm like, oh, my Lord. Like, I'll be honest, I'm like, I, I, I can't sit there for that long. And I still struggle with that. Um, but I'm learning to invest as much time as needed. Now, listen, we've not even had a conversation yet. We're teaching you how to have conversations with your kids, how to talk to your kids, but we've not even opened up a word, our mm, mouth. Mm. Number one, don't talk. Number two, don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> Summary, yes. <laughs> exactly. Number one, don't talk. Number two, invest in as much time as now, mm. why is that important? Mm. Because the whole idea of having a conversation with your kids is to get your kids to talk more than you talk. Mm-hmm. Somebody said this, and it's so true. Uh, I heard it before my girls were teenagers, but it's so true. Kids are like clams. You have to talk to them when they choose to open up. You know how a clam opens up at certain times and it closes. So many times we try to force a conversation on our kids, and I, I spoke specifically to that in that sermon on October 23rd of how you and I can't force that. Parents are like, I don't want to force anything on them. Well, pushing does force, but asking the right questions pulls, yeah. right? And there's a difference between push and pull. Now, go back to that sermon and listen on that point, but you have to invest as much time as needed. That gets your children conditioned to the point that I can come to mom, I can come to dad, and they're just going to listen first. They're not going to solve. They're not going to judge. They're not going to condemn. And they're going to wait as long as necessary for you to say what you got to say. They're going to wait. And you know what? There are plenty of people out there that aren't the best influences on your kids, and they will sit at coffee shops for hours and just let your kid talk. Mm. And eventually, if they don't get that at home, they'll get it somewhere else. We all want to be listened to. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do. You know, every morning, I'm just telling you right now, every morning, and Raina, if you're listening, I apologize because I give away so much of our family secrets. Um, but every morning, Raina talks. 
and she does not want me to solve the problem. She just gets up. So here's her routine. She gets up, gets butter out, or I get butter out. She goes downstairs. Her and butter sit on the outdoor couch. She has her quiet time. Um, when she comes in, as soon as she comes in from her quiet time, it's game on, like in a good way. And she's like, all right, here's where I'm at today. Here's what I got to do today. And she really doesn't want me to say, well, you can be- better manage your time like this. Or She doesn't want that. Yeah. You know what she always says at the end? Thank you for listening. That's all I needed. And all I did was just sit there. Sometimes it's 10 minutes. Sometimes it's 30 minutes. Now, you had to be honest. Sometimes I'm like, honey, I actually have to be somewhere. You know, like, I'll be honest. Like, I have to go now. And she's like, okay, okay, I get it. Like, she's not offended. But you got to learn. I, I can't say this enough. Your, your kids really want more of your time more than they want more of your answers. Mm-hmm. So planting that first, knowing that you're always available. Right? Invest as much time. We're building the word, listen. We've not even spoken a word yet in how to have conversations with your kids, how to talk to kids. Here's the letter S in listen. Share their feelings, not your solutions. Mm. I said that really slow, by design. Um. Conversation is always emotionally based. Always. Um, it's what bothers you. It's what concerns you. That's what conversation is. It's what bothers you. It's, it's what concerns you. It's what consumes you. It's, it's, it's what needs to validate you. Conversation is always, even though it has facts to it, you're invested in that conversation or you wouldn't be a, you wouldn't have thought about it and you wouldn't have opened up your mouth to share it, yeah. which means it's there's an emotional uh, hook already in you. That's mm. how people get defensive. People get defensive because they think we're pulling that emotional hook out. Yeah. Like I'm taking something, you're taking something away from me by offering that answer. The very first thing you can do is sort of, here's another way to say it, validate their feelings. Mm. Like Raina, like Raina needs to do this podcast. I just saw her walk in. Raina, come in here. I'm just she needs to do this, seriously, because what she does first is here's her first words when talking to the girls after listening for 30 minutes. I get that. That's her first words. Yeah. I get that. She's like, I, I can see that. I can feel that. I Or I have felt that. Before she's ever like anything, she's like, I get that. Mm-hmm. Listen to Proverbs 18. Anyone who answers quickly without listening first is both foolish and insulting. Dads, here's the number one thing you can do. Feel the pulse of the conversation before you ever fix the problem. Mm. Now, this ad is just so true, but we often employ it in business. Here's one thing we often say. The problem's never really the problem, mm. right? And we we know that in business. So somebody will come to you in business, and they'll start complaining, blah, 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 blah. And often what you find out is what they're really complaining about is not really the issue. Yeah. Often. And so you got to dig down and find out what's really – it's the same way with your kids. Mm-hmm. you you got to learn to feel their pulse. Like, what's making them feel this way? Mm-hmm. Why are they wanting to share this with me? Why, why are they struggling with this? Mm-hmm. What note is that hitting in their life? Is it insecurity? Did something happen that I wasn't right. aware of, that, right, that I need to know of? Do they feel inadequate? Are they feeling devalued? And you're saying – Pastor Ron, my, my son or daughter is only five. Pfft, 
they're already starting to feel insecure and devalued at age five. Mm, yeah. Do you not remember being age five and you're playing with the toy and some kid straight up takes it out of your hands because they want it? You're like, what? Yeah. Like they, they're learning right now, okay? Here's letter T and listen. You now have to tune in. Tune in, Dad, to any fear or hurt beneath the word. Mm. All right, let me let me put that in context of personal experience with marriage. So my mom was considered the love doctor. Um, she was a cheerleading coach at the school where I attended, and um, all the girls, all the girls, ran to my mom. And okay, so every almost every one of them also told my mom everything I did wrong that day in school. I'm not even kidding. So I could I could never lie. Well, I mean, I did. How do I rephrase that? I tried to like say, my mom would always say like, how was your day? And I was like, oh yeah, this or that. She's like, how'd you do on your test? I'm like, eh, I'm pretty good. And she's like, you actually made like a 69. And I'm like, how'd you know? So-and-so told me. I'm like, oh, okay, I can't get away with anything. But my mom was the cheerleading coach, but they all went to her as the love doctor. So fast forward, I meet Raina, and I share this in marriage conference. I met Raina. And I called my mom up and I said, Raina's confusing the mess out of me. Like, I don't know what she's saying. And here's what she said. She said, Ron, you're only listening to what she's saying. You're not listening to what she means. Mm. And, uh, and I can still see myself. I'm in Fort Worth, Texas, seminary housing. I'm on my bed. And I, then I go, what does that mean? Like, I was still clueless, right? I'm like 22, 3, I forget how old I was. And she goes, what is she saying behind those words? Like, you have to learn to listen to a hurt, a, a tune into the a, a fear that's behind that. Listen to 1 Peter 3, be sympathetic, loving each other, be kind, and be humble. Romans 15 tells us to be considerate of, of people's doubts and fears. I mean, think about it. Number one, all, all of our conversations are emotionally based. Most of the conversations that bother us have some fear attached to it. Mm. Now, dads, you know this. There's a lot of dads that are worried that they might go bankrupt. There's a lot of dads where they might lose their job. There's a lot of dads right now worried what others are thinking about them. Um, I mean, Roddy and I were just talking, or somebody, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, my boss called me in, and, and it, no, it was, it was Jacob, I think. Was what? It Jake? Yeah. Somebody. Anyway, I was talking to somebody, and they were like, um, you know, so-and-so thought he was going to have a bad day because his boss oh, called him yeah. in, right? Because his boss called him in, and it wasn't the conversation he anticipated. It actually was a better conversation. Everybody around him was losing their jobs, and so in comes the big boss, mm -hmm. and he's thinking, I'm next. There was fear attached. So already before the boss had even ever opened his mouth, it was being filtered through, I'm on the hat, my, my, my neck's on the chopping block, Yeah. right? So fear's always attached, in every situation, and my goodness, no matter what age your kids are and no matter where they go to school, um, it, just hanging out at the mall or on social media, your kids are going to get wounded and offended and hurt, mm. and they're not going to know how to process that. So they got to have somebody they know they can come to that will listen, that will invest time, that will invest in, in them, and, and will pay attention to the hurts and the feelings. Here's letter E. Now here, listen, we're already into letter E, and now is when you begin to talk. Yeah. So you did L-I-S-T before you ever did words. 
Yeah. Letter E is this, engage them. Now, dads, listen, with open-ended questions. Open-ended questions draw out so much information. Remember, we're trying not to make statements to them. Statements are forceful, which close things down. Questions pull out and open up. Mm. I'm just telling you right now, if you can become the master of asking questions, you will be a master communicator. Mm. Right? That's good. Now, in our house, one of the things Raina does, she has two questions. What was your high? What was your low? That's open-ended question. What was your high? What was your low? A closed question is this. What did you think of the taco at Taco Bell? Yeah. That's closed. Like you that's very specific. Open-ended is like tell me your high of today, tell me your low of today. Listen to Proverbs 20. People's thoughts are like water in a deep well. Mm. But someone with insight can draw them out. Yeah. Dad, 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 dad. Can I knock on the microphone? Knock, knock, knock. Dad, dad, dad. Your job is to draw out the emotions and the feelings in your kids. Yeah. That's your job. And you say, I don't know how to do that. I'm not a psychologist. You don't have to be. You just simply have to ask um, open-ended questions. Can I give you one? I'm telling you, these three words are absolutely golden. You ready to write these down? And, and put this in your notes, pull over the side of the road right now. Like, put down the Burger King Whopper that you're eating right now. The, yeah, right. Come on, Rodney. I can see you building I, up. I, ju- I just picked it up. So huh? You just, if, picked, you just I, picked up the Whopper? If, can I? Yeah, put it just down. Just one bite. I know, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm hungry for a flame boiled burger. Anyway, I'm telling you, these three words are golden with your kids. Here they are. Tell me more. Mm. These three words are golden with your kids. Tell me more. Like, here's an open-ended question. What was your high today? My high today, dad, was we went outside and we got to play recreation. And in recreation, um, I usually don't, I don't know, I'm just going to pick something. I usually don't perform the best or score a goal or kick the ball the furthest. But today, like, dad, I felt like a king. Mm. And then what you do, like, tell me more. Like, tell, like, and what you're doing is you're saying, like, expand on that. Tell me more. Like, how did that feel? What, what, made, what made that exciting? You know, what happened next? Um, that's Those are open-ended questions. All right, so tell me the low of your day. Well, my, my low of the day was someone made a very rude comment toward me. Tell me more. Mm. Tell me more. Like, why did that hurt? Why did that devastate? What's it's, the, it's an I care question. It's, yeah. that's great. I need to write that down. It's an I care question. Oh my gosh, Rodney, that's brilliant. So when, yeah, when you're communicating I care, I mean, that communicates safety. Yeah. Mm. Like now I know I can trust my dad. Now I know I can trust my mom. Um, Because believe it or not, they want to know if they're safe um, or not in that. Tell me more. Let's finish the word listen. Letter N, never judge until you have all the facts. Mm. All right. Not that I judge um, with my kids, but two weaknesses of mine is I quickly want to offer a solution, and I have to tell myself, spend more time. But sometimes I judge, not in a bad way, but I'm like, 
all right, well, I can solve that for you so that if if Billy is not being nice to you, remove yourself from Billy. When you see Billy coming, go the other way. Like I can, you know what I mean? I can, I can, like I could just come in and, and they're like, but dad, you don't understand. Billy actually does this and he's friends of that and this and that. I'm like, oh, okay. I shouldn't have said that that fast. Like that's not as easily solved as, as I thought it was. Listen to, again to the book of Proverbs. What a shame. Now I apologize for this. The Bible. Yes. How stupid. This is the living Bible to decide before knowing the facts. A person with understanding gets the facts, and a wise person listens to learn more. So a little ditty quote that I used to say to my girls all the time, and they can quote it. There once was an owl who lived in an oak. The more he heard, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Why can't we all be like that wise bird? Mm. Wow. And I was like, all right, listen, girls, listen. If you can learn to listen more than you speak, you'll actually hear what you need to hear. Yeah. And so don't judge before you have all the facts. Okay, now now that's talking about listening. There wasn't a whole lot of conversation happening there. No. But you had a conversation, mm-hmm. and you didn't even know it. And the beautiful thing is what's going to come out of that. Now, let's finish with this, okay? How to speak life. Oh, my gosh, how to speak life. With every one of my girls, I have had to know where they were weak and where to speak life into them. Now, they all had their – each had their proclivities, right? Every one of them. But for all of them, I could say the same thing. You are a 10 by 12 piece of wood, don't choose to live like a two-by-four. Like in this situation, and I would literally show them the wood and the size, and I was like, like, you have no idea how gifted you are, and that's okay. As a dad, I can see how God has gifted you, and my job is to demonstrate that to you. So right now, trust me. And then I would just speak life. So let's, let's use that. Letter S, how do I speak life? Learn how to save it for the best time and the best place. There's, there's a right way. So um, for each one of my girls, it was different. Rayleigh loved to be, she loved to, you know, classic. Like she loved to dress up as a princess, put on a dress, have like a tea party. And and so even to this day, she loves to feel valued and special before we have a conversation. Rihanna. Rihanna was my little one that, that everything had to be in its place. And so when we would play American Girl Doll or things like that, everything had to be placed. She never really played with her girl dolls. She set them up. So when, as we were setting them up is when I could speak into her life. Raya, oh man, Raya fed my weakness, if you will. Raya loved McDonald's. My dad started that in her. So whenever we needed to talk, and still to this day, I'd say, let's go get an apple pie. And she was like, oh yeah. And then of course, Randa's like, that's bad for her health. You know, and but then I get it. <laughs> just like that too. And just like, yeah. You know. <laughs> it sounded exactly like that. Did it? Oh my gosh, Raina, I apologize. Um, but if you're listening, okay. So once again, kids are like clams, yeah. right? You have to find the best time and place to say things. Like you, you have to find, and it may mean that you wait. Everything within you might want to say, "Let's talk now," but that mm. may not be the best time. Mm. That may not be the like they may not be ready to receive it mm. emotionally, physically. 
Hold on to that. I mean, honestly, some of the longest nights Raina and I have had is knowing the conversation that needed to be had, but the, that day was not the right day. And so we needed to wait till tomorrow mm. and, and find the right time. Okay. That's letter S and speak. Here's letter P pray and plan. Dad, you got to pray. Yeah. And it's simple. Give me, God, give me the words. G- give me the words. Give me, give me the words of knowing what to say and give me the words on how to say it. Two different things. I got to know what to say. And I got, and I'll be honest. Um, hey, a thousand confessions here for me today. I'm still, I still miss it. I, I still pray and I'm like, Lord, give me the right words. I still practice on Raina and I can still go in and, and it not be received like I thought it would be. And, but that's okay. That doesn't mean the conversation stops. That means I'm just like, all right, well, here's what I meant. And I thought through this and I prayed through this. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, now I see that. You just keep the conversation going. Here's letter E empathize with their needs first. I can't say that enough. Remember, every conversation has emotions attached. Mm. Every conversation, all right? Now, pause. What if it's a conversation of disciplinary action? What if it's a conversation where the kid has been disrespectful? Mm. I don't know why, but recently there's been a lot of kids that are just not nice to mom and dad. I mean, saying words like, I hate you. Like, I, I wish you weren't in my life. Like, I've heard that more in the last year than I have in a while. Don't know why. Don't I don't know. the, the convert, I haven't done enough research on it just yet and, and around it to, to find out why. So what about that? You're saying, Pastor Ron, like, this, this is a disciplinary action. Like, I probably don't need to sit down and say, tell me how you feel about this. I get that. So, yes, there are, which is why I said. Tell there, me more. <laughs> right, exactly. I hate you. Tell me more. Right. Well, I, that may not be that, but, but yes, yes there are there are times when tell me more. Great, good point, Rodney. And that's what we want to address just a little bit right now. Okay, so I'm not ignorant to the fact that there may be times when you have to have disciplinary, um, discretionary, difficult conversations with your kids that you may not be able to always follow these quote unquote principles. Remember, these aren't rules. Proverbs is not a book of rules. Proverbs is a book of principles that, when generally applied, generally work. That's a proverb. So you have to figure out the context that you're in. Have there been times when, in the conversation, I've had to give my girls the dad look like enough? Um, Have there been times, and I've had to tell my girls, like, number one in this house is respect. And right now you're not respecting your mother. Or right now, you're not respecting me as your father. And I want to validate your feelings, but I cannot validate your feelings yet until we deal with this. And you do it in a loving way. So I, I understand this, that when a, to Rodney's point, when like he said, when a kid says, I hate you, and then you're like, tell me more. Yeah, you may have to like change the tone. But in everything, even in that instance, check yourself. Mm-hmm. Pray and say, how do I respond to this? When do I respond to this? Because like, for me to give advice on that right now, I don't know what happened before that, minutes before, days before. I don't know if the child is in is in counseling. I don't know if they're on medication. I don't know if they've been severely bullied. I don't know all of that. And, and I don't know in doing that, like what will happen after. There's so much around that, right? But I did want to insert 
that there may be times when you 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 may not validate their feelings at first. Like we're going to go to the room and we're going to be disciplined. I don't like that. I validate that feeling. Like you may have to say I get that. But there's there's choices and consequences and because you made this choice this is the consequence. Like one day son, based upon these decisions you might be at the principal's office, and they're not going to validate your feelings. They're only going to look at the actions. One day, you may be behind the wheel of a car and driving down the road and get a speeding ticket. You can't expect that police officer to validate your feelings. Yeah. He's just going to look at you and say, thanks for sharing. Here's the ticket. <laughs> right? So there are times when you're like, you have to teach them that I do validate, but at this point, you need to understand the consequences, and then we'll go further. Here's letter A in speak. Affirm a positive alternative. Mm. Yeah. There's so much negative going on that we always have to find um, how to speak life. Listen to Proverbs 15. When wise people speak, they make knowledge attractive. Mm. Gosh, I love that verse. Now, that is in the T-E-B version of Proverbs 15.2. In other words, if you look that up and you're like, I don't see that. What is he reading from? Um, it's the T-E-V version. All right, I chose different versions because of the words that are there. It doesn't take away from the meaning um, and so forth. But affirm the positive alternative. Like, like learn to speak hope, even in the midst of poor decisions. Yeah. Speak hope. Mm. Even in the midst of a disciplinary action, like speak hope, like share that with them. Because what, what oftentimes they, the, when our kids are learning, they're going to fail more than they succeed. Mm-hmm. They are, but you have to tell them it's built into us by nature to be dependent upon God to help us in our failures. Mm. If we could always be successful, we would never turn to God. Yeah. So even in that conversation, you can affirm like, hey, this is a great lesson right now to, to show us how dependent we are on God and how to, to come at our decisions with prayer and, to, and, and to, value, to weigh out our emotions and our actions and our words before we ever open up our mouth, like, right? Like, you can turn that to hope, all right? Here's letter K. Keep calm and don't argue. Now, there are other versions of K when you look at other counselors, speakers, pastors that kind of build this um, you know, litany of lists here, listen and speak. But I chose keep calm and don't argue. I, I'll be honest. I am amazed. Maybe I shouldn't be. But I am amazed at how many parents say, I, I, I lose my temper a lot with my kids. Now, I get it. Have I walked away from conversations with my girls before? I have. Um, cause I'm like, all right, even though I rehearsed that with Raina, that really didn't go the way I thought it would. And so I'm like, Hmm, need to walk away, need to come back and reevaluate. But listen, whenever you lose your temper, you've already lost. Yeah. And your kids aren't going to learn the more you yell at them. They're not going to learn like... More anger doesn't turn into better end result. Yeah. doesn't benefit anyone. It doesn't benefit anyone, especially not yourself, right? We know this. Everyone should be, the book of James, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. 
All right, so whether you knew this or not, quick lesson on anger. Anger just doesn't happen like a firecracker. Um, anger is is all the, the Bible wouldn't tell you to be slow to angry if it wasn't possible to slow anger down. Mm-hmm. Let me say that one more time. The Bible wouldn't tell you to be slow to anger if it wasn't possible to slow anger down. People are like, it just came out. I had no idea. All right, let me tell you where anger comes from. Explosive anger comes from like a pool ball that you try to hold underwater. There's already a bunch of junk that has happened to you that day, and instead of you dealing with it, you've left it there, and it just so happens that at the end of the day, you walked into the house and the cat was in the way, so you kicked the cat, and then your kid comes out and says something. Now you're like verbally kicking your kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it doesn't just happen, though. It's slowly building, so you can slow, you can slow that anger down. And and mom and dad, dads, are you going to lose your temper at your kids? You will. You will. Have there been times when I've lost my temper at my kids? Yes. Um, I can remember when Rayleigh was learning to drive and. Uh, we were in Texas, and she was driving a golf cart, and I kept telling her one little lesson. She was young, real young. And she's like, Dad, can I drive? And I was like, yeah, let's go. And she was driving the golf cart in Uncle Greg's house, and um, she was driving, and I kept telling her the same driving lesson over and over and over. And she was headed straight for like this concrete pipe under a driveway. And I was like, turn the wheel, turn the wheel. And I was like, turn the wheel. Like, I mean, I yelled. But then I grabbed, because I was like, we're going to kill ourselves. And I grabbed the wheel and janked it back to the right. I looked over at Rayleigh, and she was mortified. Like, she was mortified. Yeah. Like She's like, I've never heard you raise your voice like that. And, of course, I was like, well, honey, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to, but, like, I literally saw you and I lying on the ground with our heads severed. Mm. And then she was like, now I'm more mortified. <laughs> this is getting even better. <laughs> right? Are there times when you're, when you're, yeah. When you're going to say things, of course, you're human. Are there times when you're not going to be in control? Yes. Try to make those as happen as, uh, as infrequent as possible or less as possible, right? I, I get that. But keep calm. Keep calm and don't argue with your kids. Here's the point. And thank you guys for listening to this. Um, go back to the sermon, October 23rd. But before you ever have words... Let's say the conversation turns out to be an hour. It really should be about 45 minutes of listening and about 15 minutes of words. Yeah. But in the end, learn just to speak life. Let me end with this. It's not on our notes, but it's from the sermon on the 23rd. Um, and go, here's why I say go back to the 23rd, because I give you um, a developing language by the ages and stages, birth to six. Um, ages 7 to 10, and then 11 plus. Go back and look at that um, and listen to that on the notes so you can get more detail. Let me finish with this, okay? Remember, guys, your words are tools. In your occupation, you may build with your hands. In your occupation, you may build with your mind, like you may be looking at sales reports and schematics and drawings. Um, But all of us use our words to build. You have the power with your words Um, to shape everything about your kids. Remember, your words form a worldview. Your words form a self-view. Your words filter wrong views. And, Dad, your words form that kid's purpose and mission in life. Words are powerful. Mm -hmm. And so you can do this. I 100% believe you absolutely can do this. We're wrapping up this episode on how to have conversations with your kids 
Thank you so much for listening. Hey, go out. Remember, share, like, subscribe, dance to the music. When you see Rodney, tell him thank you for picking out such cool music to this. I absolutely love the front sight intro. I love the front sight outro. Guys, have a blessed week. I believe you can speak the words necessary to speak life into your kids. God has given you that challenge. You can do it. Already on the right, ready on the left, already on the firing line. Stay dialed in. Thanks for listening.